Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Portland with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and perhaps a healthy Yusuf Nurkic. This is the Believe in Trailblazers show. The Portland Trailblazers have won the World Championship. On Believe Podcast Network. Boom, chakalaka! Portland's number one sports podcast network. Now. The Blazers win in four overtime. 140 to 137. Here's your host, Jordan Schultz. It happened this week, Blazers fans. It finally happened. The NBA announcing that they will be back this summer. It's exciting news, right? The return of the National Basketball Association. What we've been waiting for since this whole quarantine mess from COVID-19 started. The tip-off is set for July 31st. The location will be set for Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. Is it safe? We don't know. There's really no guarantee, but I know I'm excited to watch some live sports very soon, and of course you listeners are too. Best of all, the Portland Trailblazers will actually get the chance to make the playoffs as the eighth seed in the Western Conference. How, you ask? Well, I'll let you know. Lots to break down about the decision overall by the NBA and the Players Association and the league's Board of Governors. And as stoked as I am to get going, I have some major questions about the logistics of such an NBA bubble event down at Disney World happening in one place. Jordan Schultz sitting in with you for episode 22 of Believe in Trailblazers on the Believe Podcast Network. Believe is Portland's number one sports podcast network. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you have any burning questions about Rip City you want answered on the show, or if you heard something I said, want to tell me I'm crazy, a lot of people do, hit me up on Twitter, on the air, Jordan, with an O, J-O-R-D-O-N. This show available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. All right, so in a statement... The NBA Players Association says the Board of Player Representatives and the National Basketball Players Association has approved further negotiations with the NBA on a 22-team return-to-play scenario to restart the 2019-2020 NBA season. It's awesome. Various details remain to be negotiated and the acceptance of the scenario would still require that all parties reach agreements on all issues relevant to resuming playing. That is a full quote. Player leadership uh, recently informed uh, the totality of the plan basically uh, states that they're going to keep 16 people in the Orlando, Florida bubble at any given time. So what's coming together sounds like something very similar to what we've been talking about on Believe in Trailblazers as far as what a plan would entail for them resuming play in the NBA. Details still need to be worked out, but it's officially a go after the teams voted on it this week. Kind of funny, the Portland Trailblazers uh, were actually the only team to vote against the proposal. Uh, Total, it was a 29-to-1 vote from all the teams around the league on whether or not to play in Orlando and go forward with this plan that I'm about to talk about. It's not really a dramatic reason why. The Blazers simply say they liked other proposals better competitively. Uh, um, Just kind of felt like maybe they would 
have a better chance or, or other teams would have a better chance. I'm not sure. Everyone else, obviously, though, voting in favor of Disney World, though. So that's where it's happening. But as excited as I am about all of this happening again, as all as the as excited as I am about the NBA uh, getting going again, I'm a little surprised. Two months ago, we were all living in a much different world. Sports had just stopped. Toilet paper started disappearing off the shelves like it was actual money, starting to believe that people would, uh, in the apocalypse, be paying for things with toilet paper instead of green money. And I understand the whole action of loading up on something trivial like that. It's kind of your brain's way of feeling like you have control over something, but at some point you're most likely going to run out of food that's coming out of your ass that you would have the toilet paper to wipe with and to use. So it's just illogical, and I'll forever laugh about that. Why can't humans just be smarter? (laughs) Just a little bit more logical in their thoughts instead of just being reactionary fools. But that's where we were two months ago. Toilet paper off the shelves, food disappearing except the crap that nobody likes. You're enjoying more time with your family if you're lucky at home. You're getting more stuff done around the house. And now you've run out of those projects and you're sick of your family and you need to watch sports again. I get it. I'm there too, all right? I may not be as sick of my family or my fiance as some people out there are. I actually uh, still had to work through this. But all those people just uh, at home together, I understand you want to pull each other's hair out, I'm sure. And now you have something to take your mind off of each other and the coronavirus pandemic, or at least come July 31st when the NBA tips off again, according to this latest plan that has officially been agreed upon. It is a go. Um, As we dive into the logistics of this NBA plan, though, like I say, I'm confused. And I just, I see some stuff in here included that makes me think this isn't such a good idea. And I want to break it down. So the details, uh, let's get into that. The details of the NBA's restart plan July 31st in Disney World, Orlando, Florida. 22 teams are going to be included in the restart of the NBA and obviously tipping off July 31st. That would mean the regular season, this is important, would be pushed back to a December start in perpetuity. That's a whole other conversation to have, and honestly, I think that's something that NBA execs have been looking at for quite a while. It, in their mind, bodes well uh, for sports fans watching, uh, you know, because I like a lot of other sports fans, like to watch basketball, baseball, and football, a ton of it all the time. And if the NBA doesn't have to compete with the start of the NFL in September and October, it's probably easier for them to get eyes on their broadcasts. And I could see a near Christmas start working for the NBA in perpetuity. So it's a whole other conversation to have. We'll probably end up doing a whole episode of Believe in Trailblazers just on the changing look of the season forever in the NBA now, but uh, obviously that is going to end up happening uh, with this uh, latest tip-off being pushed to July 31st. So to put uh, this whole 22-team plan in the most basic of terms, the 16 teams in the Eastern and Western Conference, as well as the others that are still competing for spots in the playoffs, are going to finish with an eight-game abbreviated regular season schedule. So all the six teams... Within six games of the eighth spot in both the East and the West, this is New Orleans, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, Washington, and the Portland Trailblazers. They are going to be the ones allowed to compete for a playoff spot. 
then a possible play-in tournament will happen if if the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth seed. In that case, the eighth seed enters a double elimination tournament, and the number nine seed, kind of the same tournament, but it's a single elimination. Basically, the ninth seed would have to beat the eighth seed twice to get into the playoffs, and the eighth seed would only have to win one time. ESPN's NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski talked about the format and why it was chosen over other ideas that the Blazers wanted voted for. Now you have you know, a tournament environment potentially where Zion Williamson and New Orleans could get into the postseason. Portland with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and perhaps a healthy Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins. Those teams will come back stronger. And so, you know, and as one owner told me, that they really believe that the 22-team format was ultimately the most compelling. I do agree with that last part, that giving these teams just sitting outside of the playoff picture when the pandemic started as a, a chance to get in, it is a much more exciting way of restarting the league. Teams would officially begin their own training camp in Orlando before playing at the end of the month. Though this is still being debated, a couple of safety protocols uh, everyone's going to be dealing with. For example, players and coaches, they're going to be allowed to go golf or eat at outdoor restaurants, but will need to maintain social distancing. That's according to ESPN's Ramona Shelburne. Also, things like not being able to shower at the arena. you got to shower in your hotel rooms or wherever you're staying. Uh, spreading players out on the bench, uh, keeping them six feet apart. All those things still need to be worked out. Players and coaches, obviously, as well. I'm I'm really not sure how exactly you would keep track of players like uh, and coaches going out to golf and eat and whatnot, unless you've you've got people straight up following them on the golf course or being their caddy. So I, I would think it's mostly on the players and staff themselves to make sure that they stay safe and don't get coronavirus. Um, as far as COVID-19 testing goes, the NBA says universal testing is planned, uh, but they don't really talk about how frequently that would mean players are getting tests. So I'm not really sure what the numbers are in that. I know the MLB said something like 10,000 tests a week they would need uh, to get the league started up again. Haven't heard much from the NBA. The NBA obviously doesn't have as many people, so you wouldn't need uh, as many, but we're still talking about a lot probably per week, a huge number in the thousands for sure. Uh, if a player does test positive for coronavirus, the league's intent, according to the Board of Governors, would be to remove that player from the team and quarantine them and treat them individually while continuing to test other team members as they play on. So they're not going to do an all-stop if somebody gets corona. It's just going to be a, a kind of a here-and-there thing, and people that are exposed to it are just going to be rigorously tested, it sounds like. Also, uh, good to note, the employees at the Walt Disney Resort, uh, not just of the teams, but the employees themselves, are going to be under some strict rules. No staff um, allowed in the players' rooms. Hallway is going to be carefully managed to avoid crowding. And... Last, this is important, certainly not least, it sounds like the staff and the players, their families would be able to join them at some point uh, after the first round of the playoffs. Uh, a limited number, likely three per family at a time, would be allowed to join players in Orlando after the first round. That's, at this point, what the NBA is planning to do to get basketball going again. With eight games and a July 31st tip-off, 
I would say you're most likely looking at a possible late September finish for the NBA Finals, if that's the way that it shakes out. So that's the plan, Blazers fans. What do you all think about it? As soon as I saw the news about NBA basketball possibly returning this week, I tweeted it out from my handle on the air, Jordan, uh, that I liked the plan, but I didn't at the same time. There are positives and negatives to look at here. So going first from my sports fandom, I absolutely freaking love this idea. All right, the scenario is a huge win for the Portland Trailblazers, currently three and a half games behind Memphis in the playoff picture. They wouldn't even have to catch them in the standings. You heard me right. If you are within four games, which the Blazers already are at three and a half games, of the number eight team, the Memphis Grizzlies, you would have a play-in tournament. So if the league started today with just the playoffs with these rules, the Blazers would have a play-in tournament having to just beat Memphis twice to get in. So this is huge for Portland. If they can hold their ground through eight games and hold off San Antonio and Sacramento, then Rip City would have a very good chance to play Memphis in that play-in tourney as the ninth seed as the league is planning. And overall, the Blazers are a much stronger and better team than the Grizzlies. They just have better players, 1-10 to on their roster. Could you imagine a two-game set with Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins back on the floor for Portland? All this extra time both of them have had to heal up ended up putting the Blazers in a prime position to compete with everyone healthy. To be perfectly honest, fans, this is almost the best thing that could have happened for the Blazers. I know it sounds weird saying that. I'm not trying to make out coronavirus to be a positive. It's not. But what else other than a pandemic is going to allow your team to take four months off during a season without two of your most important players going into the stretch run? This could end up being a great scenario for Portland. And we all might get to see that coveted Lakers v. a healthy Portland Trailblazers series. So in that regard, I am stoked. Though Adrian Wojnarowski joined the Dan Patrick Show this week and pointed out that the Blazers could be worried about their players' health after being off for so long. Take a listen. You don't want injuries that, let's say the Blazers come back and maybe they don't make you know the playoffs. Maybe they don't get in the play-in or win. But you don't want Damian Lillard getting injured or Yusuf Nurkic to come back and get hurt again because you haven't done what's needed in camp time. And so that's what is going to ultimately, you know, make people look and go, geez, this thing seems like it should start sooner. But but that's a big consideration to give the players the time they need. So that's definitely one of the negative possibilities associated with the NBA's plan, at least for the Blazers. You really uh, don't want to lose those guys after suffering without them for so long uh, this season. That scenario, Adrian Wojnarowski brings up, would be hell. The Blazers' star player going down, Dame or or Yusuf or Zach Collins getting hurt again, that would be hell on earth for the franchise. So they got to cross their fingers that doesn't happen. Another huge, more general fear that people have is the risk of spreading the coronavirus. Sounds like the league isn't very worried about players and staff spreading corona at a mega level. They expect a few people to test positive is what I'm gathering from the way that they're planning this and those people are going to be held out but they think a majority of those people inside that nba bubble league are going to be safe this is why i'm a bit confused two months ago 
just 60 days ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci telling the entire country that there may not be sports for the rest of the calendar year. He didn't say there won't. He said there may. So I guess we're kind of looking at the best case scenario here for coronavirus cases. But now finding out that 1,600-ish people are going to be hanging around in one area together playing sports again just two months after Dr. Fauci says something like that, as excited as I am, and I'm stoked, as excited as I am to see the NBA again and to watch my Blazers play, I am genuinely worried that some of those players and staffers are going to deal with getting COVID-19. Logistics with testing and spreading coronavirus are going to be the biggest issue to worry about as we try to get back to normal all around our lives. This is literally going to be in every aspect of our lives. And whatever job you do, having these tests and more tests and repeated tests available for coronavirus is going to be key to keeping everybody healthy. And while I get that the NBA is doing everything they can to maintain player safety in a situation like this, Like I said, if you go listen to episode 21 of Believe in Trailblazers, these leagues, whether it be the NFL, MLB, NBA, they cannot guarantee player and employee safety. They cannot guarantee it. There are even questions still happening today as I'm taping this podcast as to whether or not anyone over the age of 60 would be allowed to sit on the bench in the NBA when they start in July. So this isn't just me throwing these thoughts out there. The NBA obviously still concerned about the spread of coronavirus as well. If the league doesn't execute this plan perfectly, they're going to look straight up awful. All right. It's bad not playing, losing money, maybe not being able to play, uh, pay your players their full salary. But it is even worse if a large number of players or employees gets very sick or heaven forbid somebody gets stuck in the hospital on a ventilator, or somebody dies because you started the NBA up again. And how confident do players actually feel about bringing their families if and when they're allowed to? Do they want them in that environment? I know you'd miss them if I were a professional athlete like that and I'm being told I got to stick in one place for at least two months. I'd want my family there too, but then my first question, kind of one and one a with that is, is it safe to bring them there? That's something I'd love to hear about from C.J. McCollum. He's been very vocal about player safety during the pandemic. So maybe I'm overreacting, but I've been in the better safe than sorry camp through the entirety of this pandemic. The final negative I see associated with this NBA bubble league in Orlando is this. Think about those long road trips in the NBA. They just flat out suck, right? I think the Blazers ended up taking a six-game roadie this year. Very long. It's almost two weeks straight away from home at that point. I heard uh, this from sports radio host Doug Gottlieb earlier this week, and I was mad that I didn't think about it myself. Such a good point. How are you feeling when you ask yourself the question after staying a week, six, seven, eight days straight in a hotel room? Even like a sexy, huge villa on the beach. How are you feeling? I'm sure it's enjoyable at first. You end up staying there a bit. You know all the employees' names. You know the concierge. You know all when the restaurants and bars open up. You get comfy not cleaning up after yourself a little bit. But by the end of that long stint in the hotel, you just want to go home. Uh, I know I would. And I know those players in the NBA are probably feeling the same after a four- or five-game road trip, especially a six-game road trip for the Portland Trailblazers. And the Blazers in particular, they struggle because they are basically the farthest team away from everybody else in the NBA, so they got to travel more 
And I would assume that that affects them even more. Essentially, this whole bubble league ends up being a two-ish month road trip for some of the teams participating. I doubt they'll be as fresh as they would be if they could spend any amount of time at their own homes during the playoffs like they normally would. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but I just I don't see them being as fresh as they normally would. Even after time off like this, you just can't get comfortable in a hotel room. And being there two, three straight months, I just don't know how that's going to go. It's hard to weigh both sides of the NBA's return scenario and just think that they'd be better off canceling the season. I mean, the rest of the world is starting to get going again, so it seems that the NBA is proceeding with that philosophy as well. I guess they had to take the jump and play again sometime soon because all of this money at stake, uh, while I don't agree with what the NBA is doing, I am still super excited to watch. So fans, the NBA, for better or worse, will tip off July 31st in Disney World Resort, Orlando, Florida. I'll be tuning in, Blazers fans. Hopefully you will too, and hopefully we will watch them steal that eighth playoff spot in the Western Conference. All right, before I wrap up the podcast, uh, episode 22 of Believe in Trailblazers, I just wanted to take a moment uh, this week. I feel like I'm just feeling compelled to do this. I wanted to take a moment to condemn the disgusting and horrible actions that led to the death of George Floyd, uh, the black man that died in the custody of Minneapolis police. He was killed when the officer was kneeling on his neck for over eight minutes. That sparked protests all over the country. Blazers start Damian Lillard uh, joined a march this week in downtown Portland as well. I'm not going to say the cop's name that was arrested. He doesn't deserve it. He's uh, facing second-degree murder charges up to 40 years in prison. Uh, the three partners with him also arrested as well in the death of George Floyd. I just want to say we need change and we need it now in our society. I don't know how we can get there, but people like George Floyd deserve to live. They do not deserve to be treated like they don't matter. We've got a lot of work to do as a society. So much work. I'm going to make a commitment and I'm going to do the best I can to affect change in a positive way. And we need to end the injustices like the death of George Floyd or Ahmed Arbery or Philando Castile before him or the many other names I could go on. It's all got to stop. And I just felt compelled to say that uh, with everything that's happened in the past two weeks. And that's a wrap on episode 22 of Believe in Trailblazers. If you have any burning questions you want answered or you think I'm crazy, hit me up on Twitter, on the air, Jordan with an O. The show available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Please, please, please hit the download button and subscribe wherever you listen. You can also find the show at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's all for now, Portland fans. Please continue to stay healthy and wash your hands. Coronavirus pandemic is still out there. I'm Jordan Schultz, and I'll talk to you next week. Rip City, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.